0: listening to takedowns to breakdowns nick diaz is back and is the greatest fighter of this current generation
1: prove me wrong so it's one of those situations where (laughs) it's one of those situations dude where you go to a strip club and they make an announcement like 30 minutes in like and here's a golden oldie, you know, like Ethel. Ethel. And Ethel comes Ethel. out, and everyone cheers because it's like, hey, you know, like, she's, Woo! you know, a classic. Ethel. Like, we're entertained, but we're not, like, thrilled, you know? <laughs> it's just for the entertainment, like, whoa, it's, it's crazy. Like, you're still here, <laughs> Ethel. Like, all right, but we're clocking out now, so...
0: <laughs> it,
1: I mean here's the thing it's it's kind of known at this point like no matter what the diaz brothers in general do it's always going to sell it's always going to be entertaining whether they lose whether they win you know nick has been off for five or six years now. five years i believe yeah and besides this you know hardcore you know just for fun 14 week uh training regiment he's been doing uh camp and dieting hard which you know what to his credit he looks absolutely fucking amazing he looks like he's ready to get out there and fight like today he looks better than he did uh, when he was fighting yes yes well here's the thing i think the last time he fought was middleweight so he was a bit heavier right was he not? yeah yeah I don't, I don't know if it was middle was it middleweight i think it yeah. was anderson silva his last yeah, fight yeah, and yeah, that yeah, was yeah. What did I read? 2015, 2016. So. Oh, no, it's got to be 2015. I think it was 2015. And he's been out since. You know, between that time, it's Nick Diaz, you know, a lot of partying and, you know, pretty much living a a nice, chill lifestyle. And then, like, just out of the blue, we see this. Um, So we, we know he's. Physically fit, we know he still has it in him. I mean, it's a six second video of him doing an awkward pose or trying to figure out what pose to do. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'd like to see more footage, perhaps him just like hitting a bag or uh, him grappling with someone, doing some light sparring. Um, I just want to see how his movements are. But that's the vibe I get, man. Like, hey, you know what? It's a Diaz brother. Uh, so it's 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 great just because of it's a household name, but uh, I don't know. I'm not. I I don't see this hey, guy. Hey hey, hey Getting hey. A, a a title shot. Hey, you know hey, what I mean. Hey
0: hey. No title. How about Nick Diaz versus Conor McGregor? Mm. Ooh, you pause. Ooh, you pause. Ooh, you're still pausing.
1: So you oh, think thinking. Connor is thinking. going to come out of retirement for the fifth time now? <laughs> <laughs> a Nick Diaz
0: it, fight? It, you slap you slap Nick uh Nate's brother, and then you gotta win over both the Diaz brothers, then you have this eternal feud with them that you can always go back to for money. Tell me that wouldn't sell. Do you think that wouldn't sell? Nick Diaz coming in to 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 show what uh what the older Diaz brother can do,
1: I think oh I think without a doubt Nick Diaz will sell that that was my thing like I said Nick Diaz whatever whatever the Diaz brothers intentions are whether they're there to win whether they're there to lose they're going to be the favorite they're a household name it's business with that I think we discussed this before there's two types of fighters in the game. There's the ones that are there strictly for business and others that are there because they're hot, like top tier athletes. You know what I right. mean? And they're there for the entertainment business aspect of it. Now, my so Nick Diaz versus Connor, for example, I think everybody's onto Connor's bullshit, even his biggest fans. And but if he announces a comeback versus Nick Diaz. Yeah. There might be views, but the, but then what's Connor going to do? Retire again after the one fight? Because then we have a, a GSP wannabe at that point. You know, you can't take all this time off, you know, fight this amazing fight, you know, and then, all right, yeah, I'm going to retire again. You can't do that. You know? It's, it's not fair to any other fighter on the roster. Um, again, it'd be entertaining to see how far... Nick Diaz can go, being off for six years. Uh, But, yeah. And it's kind of interesting, too, because uh, I think DC actually said it best in an interview I saw with him and Ariel. um, He kind of slipped and called him Nate. And he said, you know, in the beginning, it was always Nick Diaz and his little brother. Nick Diaz this, Nick Diaz that, oh and oh, and his little brother Nate, and now when you think of the Diaz brothers, the first name you think of is Nate because he's been in the game all these yeah, years Nick, and Nick's we, been
0: out for five
1: years, yeah, yeah, so I don't know, man, but it's the it's kind of the same thing with both brothers at this point. It's like you know what they win some, they lose some, uh they're just they're entertaining, and that's about it. I just don't see. Either of them getting to that top tier level. Sure, they've had chances, but that's as far as it's really gotten. And I think it has a lot to do with their styles. So you you haven't answered. Conor McGregor,
0: Nick Diaz. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? More
1: pauses. I mean again I think a lot of people have caught on to Connor's business antics and his bullshit with going in and out and in. I mean like I said we've seen it with GSP and
0: but if GSP it's sold, but if GSP but,
1: but, came back against Nurmagomedov
0: that's going to fucking sell
1: Yeah I mean, at this point, I think uh, Habib like weighs more than GSP at this point. If GSP is like anorexic, if Connor, I have no idea what's going on with that. Oh, uh, he's fasting. If Connor came back, yeah. you think Connor wouldn't sell? Connor will sell, but not as not as much. I mean, enough, definitely enough to make a profit. But like I said, I think enough people, including his biggest fans are onto the bullshit with fighters in general claiming they're retiring and then coming out of retirement and it's I don't know and I feel like we're seeing more and more fighters do this um it just for the just for the business of it to be honest again it's like okay yeah like a part of me would want to see it but then I'm my thing is like with Connor at least where where would it go for him at that point is he going to continue to stay in the sport or is he just going to tap, you know, retire again? That's my I don't, thing. I don't
0: know what he would do. I mean, before. Because before if, if COVID- that's the
1: case, I would love to see so many retired fighters come back just for like a, a one time gig and just like get all of these uh, all star matchups together. Right. But keep in mind
0: that Connor, after the cowboy fight, had a plan to fight like two more times that year and then COVID hit. Mm. he had plans to fight this year he was like I'm back I'm active I got plans and then COVID hit and he was like fuck it
1: (laughs) oh was that I I didn't know
0: that Uh, actually you know what maybe he said he was retiring before COVID hit no 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 I think yeah he did because when Fight Island became a thing he was saying oh I'll come out of retirement for Fight Island like I'll come back and fight on Fight Island if the fight's right and I think that was just a tease because there's no way a guy like him would fight in an empty arena without fans screaming and the noise and the walkout and the in the electricity from that. So I don't I don't believe that. But Nick Diaz coming back out of so here's the thing was Nick Diaz retired? I mean Nick Diaz was suspended. Keep in mind he
1: was suspended. Yeah, but also I think a lot of it had to do with um, uh, disagreement with contract renewals or things like that. I'm I'm pretty sure that's a lot of it had to do with negotiations with contracts or uh, getting certain fights set up and he was being screwed. Um, I don't know. I I could be wrong with that, but I I, could have sworn that's what I heard.
0: He looks good. He looks
1: amazing. He looks fantastic. I think he looks better than he did back in 2015 for sure. He looks, he looks pretty good. Um, he looks like young Nick Diaz. There you go. Now,
0: yeah, here's the thing: I want to see how he looks, like you said, throwing punches. Like I want to see him. I want to see sparring footage. I want to see him doing some jujitsu. Does he still have his? I mean, I don't, I, I don't think you lose your jujitsu uh, when you're at that level of the Diaz brothers. I don't think you lose that. That just, it's a sword that you sharpen, but it's a sword regardless. So I feel like that's always going to be a thing for them. Um, apparently Darren Till and Leon Edwards called out Nick Diaz after he, like, after all this information broke of how here he is, like, Nick's ready, he can make weight after a 14-week camp, he's back in fight shape, he's ready to rock and roll, and he wants to fight sometime next year in 2021. A Darren Till fight would be dangerous. That would be dangerous. Mm. Leon Edwards would be dangerous, too. But that would be, both would be Extremely entertaining and surprising matchups. Um, mm. I don't know. Does Nick Diaz still want to play that game where it's like, I'm gonna eat shots and just pepper you with volume over time, and then if you take me down, we'll we'll, we'll grapple. Like, is that does that work against a guy like Darren Till, dude who throws yeah. fucking like tree trunk kicks and shit like that? Like, you know what I mean? Does that work against guys like that? I don't know. Like, imagine seeing Nick Diaz come back and then. It's against Darren Till and Darren Till pieces him up and then lands a giant body kick and just like, Mm -hmm. it just crumples him. That would be something we wouldn't ever have seen. Like, holy shit, a Diaz brother got dropped like that.
1: But also, is he coming back to the sport with his original game plans or does he have a new strategy? Are we seeing like an absolute rebirth of Nick Diaz? Oh, like
0: climb the rankings, get a belt or instead or just come back for money fights?
1: Well, we already know. I mean, he's already trained to go down in weight. So he's definitely in welter, uh, welterweight territory. Um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, is he going to stick to what we remember him for? Or maybe he's going out there with a whole new strategy, whole new game plan. Maybe exactly that, a whole new uh, mindset. Like, maybe he's – not that I'm sure they haven't fought for the belt, any, of the, either of the brothers, but – uh, like is this um, is he more determined to get to that point? Because I feel like they, they do it just for the hell of it. Hey, you know what? If they get that title shot then that's their opportunity but they love to fight. It's their passion. They really don't care what who they're fighting I feel.
0: I feel like at when they were younger they were about the belt. At least Nick was. They were like sure. especially the whole Nick and GSP saga about how GSP's getting the promotional like good boy uh backing by the UFC when he was saying that should be mine and and they fought for the belt like Nick has fought for the belt it's Nate was always the guy who was just scrapping you know what i mean and then something i don't know what happened i think it's cuz there was this absence of Nick cuz of his suspension for getting high which is fucking ridiculous they they did that Nate decided, I feel, at least how it's portrayed, to just fight for the fun of fighting and for the credibility that comes from it. You know what I mean? I'm going to scrap yeah. the fuck you up because that makes me happy <laughs> Like to scrap you up. And like that's what I'm going to do. And that's what Nate did. And And I don't think Nate really talked about the belt. Like, I can't wait for the belt, this and that. You know, I think Nate was just, I'm fighting because it's my job and I'm going to keep fighting and you know what I mean? And I believe in like a honor system to this and um, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's such a unique personality in MMA where you think, if you yeah. think about MMA, they shouldn't be that unique. There should be plenty of people like them. they like, I don't give a fuck. Let's go. What, you think you're a gangster? Let's go. What you got? Like, throw down. Like, I'm really surprised there's not more people like them. But there really isn't. It's really them. Like, that's it. I think Connor is a lot like them. Which is why that was so intriguing when you had these two guys go up against each other. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you have Connor, who doesn't come from a nice part of, of Dublin. You know what I mean? Um... A guy, he, he came up from a, a, a rough, a, a different, a pretty rough background, right? He was from Crumlin. So it's like you got the Irish version. Well, maybe not as bad because Stockton's pretty fucking bad. But you have the Irish mentality of that type of person versus the American version of that type of person and a West Coast American at that. And you had them go at each other. And I think that's why those press conferences were so electric because, yeah, maybe some of it was fake, but I think the majority of it uh, of it was. It reminded me a lot of that high school aggressive energy, of the you can't back down, you have to prove yourself. Like you know, you know, like when, when Nate and his whole crew, the, the Scrap Pack, got up and just walked out of the press conference when Connor showed up,
1: and then yeah, Connor yep. started
0: throwing shit at them, and they were just like "fuck you," like for walking away and shit like that. Like nobody ever did that to Connor. And it wasn't like, again, we've talked about this. It's not like the Diaz brothers were, oh, man, it would be crazy promo if we just got up and walked away. Like, wouldn't that be, be such a crazy shot for them to use? And, yeah, we'll be the badasses. I think that was just like, yo, fuck this fool. This clown showing up late like a bitch. And then, like, like he ain't yeah. worth our time. Like, you walk out. Like, that's what that's the energy they have. You know what I mean? And I think for the longest time, they've been alone in that. And that's why Connor. Kind of took that mantle, and I think that's why Nate knew that when Nate came out and said, "You're taking everything I've worked for. Like you're you're the apex of who we are, of our image, of what we are. And you're coming in here and just taking this shit, thinking it's all for you. Like,
1: remember that. Inf- well, you know what I think is, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. You know what's also interesting is how, because I completely agree. It's like Connor is very similar to them, yet Connor. No matter what he did, he was portrayed as the good guy though. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Diaz brothers were the complete opposite. Anti-heroes. Mm-hmm.
0: They've always been the anti-heroes. Yeah. Always. And it's because of their attitude. Yeah. It's like us versus the wor- us versus the world. Fuck you. We're gonna watch we're gonna like we're gonna fuck you up for being get in our way. But it wasn't like this weird aggressive showmanship of like, you know, like D Generation X. You know what I mean? It wasn't like that. It was just like this. It's a very authentic part of who they are. Of Mm. how they are. Of like where they're from. Which is why it's so unique because I think again we've said this before. We know it's not a show. The Diaz brothers are not a fake you know social media image that they put out there for for marketing purposes. That's just who they are. And I think that's why them and Connor is such a perfect mix. Um. Because Connor is so much like them in in many ways. But he's not from Stockton and he's not a Diaz. So it's a very different flair. But I don't know. Nick coming back. If it's true and he's coming back. That shit's going to sell like a motherfucker. The return of Nick Diaz. Just just, Hell, just, yeah. just saying that has so much weight behind it. The return of Nick Diaz. Like just... That's already, like, the caption for, like, UFC 286, the return of Nick Diaz. Like, that's some fucking shit, man. And to see who he goes up against and imagine he comes back and he smashes whoever he's fighting. Let's say it is, like, (laughs) Leon Edwards at middleweight or whatever. And he comes back and he fucks him up. He looks like Nick Diaz from when he was in his prime. Just fucking, just... Just, like, slipping and countering and then just fucking ripping the body, going high, and just, just, just beating people down against the cage. Like, do you know how crazy that, that arena would be? Do you know how crazy that shit yeah. would be? You see, come back and see Nick Diaz, and it's like, holy my god, a 5 year arrested Nick Diaz looks like, you know, a Nick Diaz from ten years ago. Right. Oh, shit. And they, can you imagine his post-fight speech? Like... <laughs> Stockton, bitch. Motherfucker. It's yeah. just like... All these bitches in this middleweight division. It's just like, oh shit. Uh, what weight class is Nate in? Uh, Nate usually fights, I think, 155. Oh, he's 155. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 155. Yeah, because there's no 165. Okay. Yeah, no. one fifty-five because he fought Connor up at one seventy at the catch weight when he was called in for the uh, the first fight.
1: Oh, that's right. He went up in weight, and yes. then yeah, okay. because he
0: was you know drinking Coronas and smoking weed on a beach when they hit him up, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll do it. Fuck it." And then, then, he, <laughs> then he fucking beat. Then he tapped Conor McGregor, and then Connor was was like, "I gotta run that shit back. I can't lose like that." And then they fought again at the same weight, so Connor could say, "No, I beat you at that weight."
1: Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. And, and, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. I mean, you know, I, I really hate to even factor in age at this point because we've seen some amazing things being done with people in their late 30s, early 40s, but, you know, 37 years old as well and coming back. Then again, he's well-rested. So Five years of
0: no damage, five years of recovery, five years of no hard training camps, no weight cuts, no fluctuating diets.
1: But also five years of partying, we have to keep that in mind.
0: True, but I think so. I think he was always partying when he was fighting. I don't think he was like completely
1: clean. Yeah, but to but to be fair, he was also partying and getting ready for fights. Like in between, though, we're talking like five years of just pure partying. Not not that he was lazy. I'm sure, but. Not as active as when he was like let's say before the suspension. Right,
0: right. He definitely he definitely put on weight. I remember seeing videos of him and he definitely had uh, a little belly uh foreman. Yeah. But I mean he for a guy who um did like what? Like triath- uh triathlons, I don't think it's that crazy for him to just be like, fuck it, I'm going back getting back into shape and getting strict. Um yeah. Speaking of retirement and coming out of retirement, Daniel Cormier announces his retirement while Anthony Rumble Johnson is on his way back into the MMA world. Mm. So we got a a changing of the guard here. Um, I can't get over how good he looks. I can't get over how good Nick Diaz looks. Like, he looks like...
1: It, it almost looks like you're looking at a photo from, like, 15 years ago.
0: Yeah. He, like, cut his hair. He shaved. He's cutting weight. Like, he looks fucking great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, Daniel Corbier, his career has ended, according to him, after his loss at UFC 252 to Stipe Miocic. Um, decision loss. Uh, yeah, he's done. Um, I mean, he he was a two-division UFC champion. He got the heavyweight title from Stipe at two, UFC 226. Um, he already had the lightweight crown, the, uh, the light heavyweight crown at the time as well. Um, yeah, so he loses in the trilogy fight, and he says to Joe Rogan, I'm not interested in fighting for anything but titles, and I don't imagine there's going to be a title in the future. That'll be it for me. I've had a long run. It's been great. I just fought my last fight for the heavyweight championship. It was a pretty good fight. 41 years old, 22 3, 0 and 1 record. He loses uh 20, yep. Uh yep, he was light heavyweight and heavyweight champion. Uh he champ, champ, yeah. champ. He had his Stipe, John Jones, and Alexander, like all time fights. Um and he was a Strike Force Heavyweight Grand Prix champion. So I mean he's we're not gonna talk about the Hall of Fame, because clearly he's going to the Hall of Fame. I wanna know what you think about him leaving the game on a loss. First of all, that's very non-characteristic of of, of Daniel Cormier.
1: It is, and it, it is sad that you know, I, I think I think his mindset either way was whether I win or lose. That's it. You know, like he knew for sure he was going to retire and it just sucks. And it's kind of heartbreaking in a sense that, uh, you know, because I I know he didn't want a a repeat of a John Jones incident. Mind you, him and Stipe were on better terms, of course, but um, I guess just the idea that you can't truly beat someone no matter how many times you try although he did beat stepe once before their first fight um you know it's just it, it it is heartbreaking in that sense but you know what it's it's like you just said you know the guy's in his 40s he's a he's a father he will forever have dad bod <laughs> and uh the thing is is he's such a gem When it comes to the business in general, though, just him as an announcer, uh, uh, him as a trainer, a coach, I mean, him retiring as a fighter is, you know, it's sad to see him leave, but he's not necessarily gone. No, no. You know, I feel there's going to be a lot of current and future fighters um, that whoever joins his camp, um, they're going to benefit greatly. From his training and just his expertise and knowledge in the game.
0: But here's the thing. I think Uh, he's only training wrestling,
1: like strict wrestling.
0: I don't think he's training anybody MMA. I think he said he's gonna train he's gonna be a wrestling coach.
1: I think he wants to focus on just wrestling. So he's gonna be more of a specialist then. Gotcha. Which is Okay. Again, nothing wrong with that.
0: Fucking amazing considering he's arguably one of the greatest MMA wrestlers of all time. So, yeah, it's yeah. not a bad thing by any means. And he's still going to commentate. He's still going to announce. There's no place yeah. for him to stop that. So that's good on his side. Um, I think it's really sucky timing. Um, you know, John Jones is coming heavyweight. He relinquished mm. his light heavyweight title. Um,
1: Anthony Johnson. Yeah, I, I have my opinion on that.
0: Ooh, ooh, tell me, tell me, tell me.
1: I think it's funny how, as soon as DC retired, oh, I'm gonna move up to heavyweight now. So does that change on, your opinion
0: bro. on uh, the greatest fighter to never lose, the greatest fighter of all time, John
1: Bones? John? Oh, I called it before. I called it before back when DC was still active. Did you? You know, and they were going back and forth, and it, and I think didn't he make? I think you pointed out he made a comment saying. uh, that John was said something along the lines of he will never go up in weight to face DC because he knows that uh, that's when DC is at his best. Yes,
0: he did say that. He, he did See, say DC, that. DC
1: DC sucks when he's at lightweight. So he has to cut weight. Light heavyweight. Yeah, Excuse he has to me. Cut
0: weight. He doesn't have uh, the same hydration setup and all that other stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: He is way better at heavy, and I think John Jones was smart enough to realize that. And as soon as soon as DC retires. Oh, I'm going to vacate my light heavyweight, and I'm going to move up. That's that's pretty convenient, you know. And, uh, and not to throw this out here, but then I'm hearing rumors of Brock Lesnar possibly coming back. <laughs> uh, I like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's very weird. I am. I heard. I also heard a rumor. To be honest, though, I I, I also heard something like uh, DC or. Yeah, I think it was DC might actually try doing something with Brock Lesnar in the WWE. I mean, DC has always loved wrestling,
0: but I can't imagine him being willing to do anything with the WWE because the schedule, the wear and tear, like he's been through enough with his fight camps. The last thing I think he wants to do is get thrown around a ring and, and you know, put his health at risk and take time away from his family, which is the point of retiring you know what I mean? The point of retiring yeah. is to be with your family and to not hurt yourself anymore.
1: Now let me ask you this. Um, I know DC went through I call it tremendous, he still had dad bod, but <laughs> he went through a tremendous weight loss for, for his last fight. I don't know if you saw before and after like videos or photos of yeah, him. I saw. That dude <laughs> that dude was like near three hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah. He's uh yeah, I saw. And he was still heavy. Yep. You know, and another thing I I try to think about too is, um, like, dude, this is your, you it, like, regardless whether you win or lose, right? You know for a fact you're retiring. Why not take the dieting more seriously? I think he
0: did to know? do
1: to cut the weight that he did. But you know what? I think, I think he knew even way before the training phase though like that was going to be his last fight like why not even just get the head start on that um you know i feel like you know what if i'm gonna retire i'm gonna give it my all i'm gonna be my absolute best i'm gonna push my limits that i've never been pushed before I'm just imagining uh, if Daniel Cormier was hearing what you were saying right now. Hey. Imagine if he just came shredded <laughs> with a fu- like an eight pack, just pure muscle. You know? Oh my god. And and he even if he lost, like holy shit, like dude, good for you. I, I don't like, I, you look amazing. I don't know if he
0: can. He's never been like that. No, he hasn't. I mean the but... last time I think his greatest the greatest he looked in shape was probably when he was in the Olympics.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's
0: you know, true. But, I mean, you have to realize, and we, we, this, this is something you and I always talk about, health doesn't get easier as you get older. I don't think him losing weight and managing body fat became an easier thing for him to do as he got older. You know, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that his body's getting older, and it can't keep doing it. You know what I mean?
1: Hmm. I feel like he could have used a dietician, that's all I'm saying, or some sort of nutritionist. I'm I'm going to tag
0: DC in the Twitter tweet of this episode so he can hear this and he can go, what the fuck did that guy say? And he can go to your YouTube channel because we'll shout it out. We've got to go to Microscopics. He'll find your YouTube (laughs) channel and then he'll just rip you a new one on all your videos.
1: I mean... Dude, even okay, so like I was just talking about with Nick Diaz, right? Like, yeah, you you have that off time, but that doesn't mean you go fucking ham. Literally with ham and like chicken parm and sub sandwiches oh, and like parm. whatever else you've been eating.
0: But you do you do when you're like super restrictive, right? When you're when your whole life, let's say for twelve years, um. Uh, yeah, let's say 12 years. For 12 years, you've had to maintain and do weight cuts since wrestling in high school. You've had to do intense weight cuts and diet monitoring in order to make weight for fighting. And then you do it for 12 years straight. 12 years straight of sweets for only two days. 12 years of, like, minimal drinking alcohol. 12 years of, of like water fasting and weight cuts like 12 years of sauna work and road work to lose water weight 12 years of having slowly diminished you know calorie meals so you can make weight as you as you start to burn more than you eat like when you finally have the the freedom to just be like i can eat anything i want and it's okay now and then somebody just puts a giant bowl of you know Shrimp scampi linguini, you know what I mean? Like that buttery garlic white wine soup with a pasta and fucking no clams or something, and it's just a mound of freshly grated Parmesan cheese on top, and you got garlic bread on the side, and they bring out this nice bottle of Pinot Grigio for you to to pair it with, and for dinner you have like this dark chocolate ganache filled fucking affogato. <laughs> gelato s'mores board fucking bowl and then they give you this beautiful rich espresso to down it with and then you go home fat as fuck and you shit your brains out for the amount of sugar dairy and salt that you just had and you could do that whenever you wanted you think that they're not gonna enjoy that experience you think they're not 12 years of no fried chicken Mikey 12 years of no mashed potatoes and gravy Mikey 12 years of no (laughs) stuffing Mikey 12 years of lettuce buns, Mikey. 12 years of broccoli on the side (laughs) instead of french fries, Mikey. 12 years of no butter with your potatoes, Mikey. 12 years of no dessert, Mikey. 12 years of no pancakes, Mikey. 12 years of no (laughs) (laughs) no maple syrup, all right? Like, come on, come on. Twelve years of so, of minimal butter.
1: You know what, hey man, there's a difference between a cheat day <laughs> and a cheat quarter of the year. Like that that that's my point. No, I totally get when fighters are like, Oh my god, I sued the, the very next day I just had like twenty pancakes after my fight. I had 12 large pizzas for the next few days. Like I get that. Like you got to replenish your body again after what you just went through. That's different. But DC seems like one of those guys who just has like Thanksgiving dinner every day. As soon as the fight is done, until he's got to start training camp again. that That's my thing. You don't gain that much weight in just a few days, my dude. The guy oh, yeah. was like, I, almost, what, almost 300 or hitting 300? Have,
0: have you heard him talk about it? Have you heard him talk about, like, his problem? No. He's just, he's, he's open about it. He goes, I love food, man. I just, <laughs> I love food. I can't help it. I can't help it. And I can never have it because I'm always training so, when I can have it, it's a problem. TJ Dillashaw is the same thing. He turns into Fat Tyler, he says, because he'll gain like really? 20 pounds. Yeah, when he's not in fight camp. You haven't seen pictures of him bloated?
1: No, I've only oh. seen pictures of him fucking minus 1% body he legit, fat. So. He legit
0: looks like somebody called Fat Tyler. His face, his <laughs> cheeks look like chipmunk cheeks. They're like round. He is, his really? eyes are like covered by puffy fucking yeah like he eats a lot i don't know what the fuck he's eating but when he goes fat tyler i think it's a lot of sweets i think he i think his his uh his his issue is sweets um but he tj's oh. been open about it too tj was saying how when he's out of fight camp it's full fat tyler and it's a problem and he said that's why he needs to be in fight camp all the time because <laughs> yeah, i gained too much weight man He goes, I lose the abs, my face gets fat, I get a thick neck, I just I get fat, and he's like, I need Mm. he goes, because he's also been wrestling since high school, then he wrestled through college and then he went straight into an MMA career so he is one of those guys who for 12 years probably plus, he's been cutting weight and having to watch his macros and his calorie counting and shit like that
1: but now here's my argument with that, right so with TJ, that's cool he admits that, I'm sure there's proof out there, photos or video uh but when he gets into that octagon is he not shredded <laughs> at the end of camp? How do you go from obese to fat dad bod still? Like that's still like if that's your goal, I want to be fat. I just want to be fat for the fight. <laughs> I think I honestly think a part of it
0: is he doesn't have the physical capability of dropping the weight.
1: It could be biology. It
0: could be biology. I think it's biology. Genetics I think or it's genetics sure. at his age because Even when you see him in his Olympic pictures, he's still a thick boy. It's definitely
1: well. He's you know what it is. He definitely gets the bigger arms. He's he's got like the bigger upper body for sure. I was gonna
0: say it's actually in the Olympics he doesn't have a gut as much, but he's massive, like top. He looks like the he's got like the Hulk top, like massive, top heavy, yeah, massive shoulders, big ass, like crazy fat arms. And then as he's gotten older, Mm -hmm. his stomach has just met what his upper body is.
1: That or he just hates ab Day. I mean, that's also, you know, let's just be realistic about True. it. True. I, I mean, mean, Yoel
0: Romero is supposedly in his 40s as well.
1: I mean, we're also talking. Well, can you imagine Daniel Cormier? The human race for now. Let's not even go to like intergalactic species. <laughs> but could you imagine Daniel so- <laughs> Cormier
0: looking like, like, imagine DC walking in for a heavyweight fight with Yoel's body.
1: You know, I'm so curious about Yoel, though. Do you think that's genetics, or do you think that dude is getting away with some shit?
0: Um, he's passed every test. Um, it's so it's simply genetics, it. He's He just has this... He said it on the... He, he was insane. actually on the, pod, on the Joe Rogan Experience po- uh, podcast, and he was asked that by Joe. Joe said, how the fuck do you look like you? And Yoel said, you should go to where I come from in Cuba, and you'll see there are plenty of men older than me just as cut. With muscles like me. He says, mm. where we're from, that's just how we look.
1: So it's almost like a community or cultural thing in, in that area where he's from then. It's just a genetic Maybe thing. just the way they train, maybe the foods they eat. The lifestyles they have. And then it's just all genetics.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at um, Francis gotcha. Naganu. Does he not look like a oh, I know. fucking like, superhero with his body? Like, yeah. And yep. it's just, how did you get that big? And you just... I just worked in sand mines it's like what i shoveled sand (laughs) for the majority of my formative years i shoveled sand from the ground into bags and wheelbarrows and then i moved that so i farmer carried and like (laughs) did like like steel mace work basically from like the ages of 12 until like 20. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, just lifted sand for, oh, like, eight man. years of my life. And now I look like a god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so part of its lifestyle. So, on a serious note with DC. Yeah. Do you think the fight would have been different if it wasn't for that crazy eye poke? Because, in my opinion, I thought... I thought the fight was going pretty well, and it was kind of going both ways up until that moment. Um, I actually thought DC looked pretty good before that eye poke, and then it was just downhill for him from there. I mean, he even said, I cannot see out of this eye. It's just black.
0: I think 100% that was uh, a really, really big factor in the whole thing. I think... That's mm-hmm. the thing that sucks. DC isn't even wasting his time on it. You know what I mean? He's not even um, he's not even talking about it. He just goes, "Yep, I lost. It was a good fight." Like I think yeah. he doesn't want to open that box of well, that was eye poked. So if we have a fight with no eye pokes, I win. We should have a rematch. Like I don't think he he wants to touch that because he knows it's gonna feed that drive inside him to want to go out on a win. So, yeah. but I think I think you're right. I think without the eye poke, it's a different game. Um I'm curious. The heavyweight division is actually exciting again, because it's no longer just a whole bunch of old guys. It's now it's got now it's a division with John Jones. Supposedly, because he said he's moving up. It's a division with possibly Anthony Rumble Johnson coming back. The only guy to have the knockout power level of um, Francis Ngannou, which, by the way, is a, who's also who's also in the division. So you could hypothetically have a division with Stepe Miocic, Francis Ngannou, Anthony Rumble Johnson, and John Jones. It's gonna be a war. That's fucking brutal. No offense against John Jones, I don't know if he's winning. I don't know if he's winning up in heavyweight against some of these guys
1: you know I'm not gonna lie the last like couple fights I've seen John in uh he doesn't look as shredded anymore no and Reyes like a lot of people say Dominic Reyes beat him in the last
0: fight John Jones that's what I'm looking thought. mortal yeah and now he's going into a land where mortals die very easily. <laughs> They get knocked out Mm -hmm. very, very easily. Sleepy time is just, you know, two knuckles away. So, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we should do, uh, I don't, (sighs) DC is, it's a bummer thinking about DC because I wanted him to go out and win. Yeah. And I think secretly the majority of the MMA community did too, because you can't really hate the guy. You, you really can't. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like DC retiring is the beginning of the final chapter for a generation, I believe. That generation, I think, includes... Uh, well, Kane Velasquez has been done. I think unless we see something dramatically change with Luke Rockhold's uh, technique in a stand-up game, I think Luke Rockhold is unfortunately on the... On the on the down
1: downswing, Chris Weidman. On the I'm sorry, Luke Rock. I thought Luke Rockhold retired. No. Oh <laughs> shit! I didn't know he was still active. No,
0: people said he should retire after the last fight when he lost to Jan. Okay. Blakakovic. I've I've I how you say the last name. It's Polish. Um, when he got um, blasted by Jan in the last fight, um, everybody was saying he should retire because. That's that was like his third or fourth knockout in a row. Uh since like Michael Bisping. And he's um Okay. He just doesn't have the, the technique anymore. He drops he keeps his hands low, way too low. He throws and after the follow-through, he doesn't return to guard. Uh, that's how he gets caught over the top at the left side every time. And that's how he gets knocked out every time. Because everybody sees it. And after working with a guy like Henry Hooft, And now he's with Jason Perillo. There's videos of him working with Jason Perillo out of uh, RCVA. If those two guys can't fix your technique, just fucking stop. You have two of the best striking coaches in MMA right there. On top of the fact that you were at AKA with Javier Mendez. Like if you don't stop, then I don't know what you're doing. Like, but you have Chris Weidman, Luke Rockhold, Cain Velasquez, Daniel Cormier, um, yeah you you have like uh, there's this large swath of people that I feel are are all entering that chapter at the same time, and d c was the first one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we'll see how John Jones does. Let's see what happens. You know what I mean? We'll see what happens with John Jones. If John Jones get what are your thoughts if John Jones enters heavyweight and gets
1: blasted? Just fucking
0: blam forty five seconds in, round one.
1: So, what's the minimum weight for heavy?
0: I think 205, is it?
1: No. So, are we talking 205 John Jones or 265 John Jones?
0: Oh, juicy, juicy 260.
1: You think he'll try to hit the max? I think if he. I see.
0: I think he can hit 230 no problem, easily. Easy, easy.
1: I think if I was John Jones and I know what I'm capable of at lightweight light heavyweight i'm going to just make the minimum or stick around that ballpark area maybe 210 why 215 the highest because i feel like a bit a, a completely juiced up john jones is too slow and i think we have to rely on because you have to understand don't get me wrong these he's he's jacked right but when you look at someone like francis compared to john john is a little bit uh uh he's he's a bit thinner in that sense and but he's got that reach he's got the height he's got speed i feel like if he loses that speed he's got to really rely on his power um which he's going to have a lot of competition in in the heavyweight division so i think he needs to rely on his speed to get him through that weight class i think he's going to try to stick to the minimum and not go all out
0: it's going to be interesting it's 100 going to be interesting i mean who knows it's 2020 COVID's still around nobody's at arenas so I'm curious to see what that, well, how that goes. For all we know, they have some weird kind of dispute, and then John Jones says, "I'm not fighting for the UFC ever again," and then we get some weird, horrible, fucking end to that. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, can you imagine just like this goes back to like the feeling of having DC retire on a loss? Can you imagine if John Jones goes up and fights A and beats A in round two? And then becomes the heavyweight champion. Do you think it'll awaken something in DC? Oh, fuck. See, that's what I'm hoping doesn't happen. And then John Jones can be the pure heel and walk to the side of the octagon where DC's commentating and do a giant suck it.
1: <laughs> I, you know, I. <sighs> a part of me is going to assume that dc is smart enough though where it's like all right listen i lost to stipe twice out of our three fights i lost the last two times against stipe whether it was a decision or a knockout uh and if john jones could beat him in within two rounds easily just wipe the floor with stipe like am i going to have a chance So hopefully. I don't know, man. Hopefully.
0: That's the that's the hope, right? That's that's the hope. All right. Let's uh let's end it on that super positive note. Um (laughs) Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, let's end it on that super positive note. Uh congratulations to DC. Uh pre uh Hall of Fame status. We'll give you the early congratulations on the Hall of Fame nomination because you're 100 going in um looking forward to john jones a heavyweight but not as much as i am i think to see the nick diaz return and see how that goes oh for yeah. sure all right anyways uh i'll make sure to tell um uh, i'll tag dc on the microscopics youtube channel uh post so he can <laughs> he can make sure to voice his opinions and thoughts back to you once he hears this podcast yeah definitely (laughs) all right dude until uh two weeks i'll see you in two weeks all right you got it Peace. peace